enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Monica, and I will be your host as we discuss the first two episodes of the latest Marvel Studios series, Miss Marvel. If you haven't caught up on the first two episodes, you may want to save this episode for later because there will be spoilers. If this is your first time tuning into the Temple of Geek podcast, welcome. The Temple of Geek podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeks from the Temple of Geek team. Here we cover all manner of geek and pop culture news and events. To our returning listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. Returning to the podcast today is our Temple of Geek contributor, Kristen, as well as friend of the podcast, Maria. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Can you guys briefly introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell them a little bit about you? Hi. You guys may know me from TikTok and my Bridgerton episode. My TikTok handle is Call Me By The Same Maria. Um, I'm a film enthusiast, fandom lover, and TV is my whole personality. So if you like overanalysis and hyperfixating on uh, fandom culture, you should follow me. And yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this, these episodes. This is everything. <laughs> Awesome. I agree. And I, I think the way that you described yourself about, you know, being all about fandom, that's exactly why yeah. you're here <laughs> and with us on Temple exactly. of Geek. <laughs> As Monica said, I'm a contributor with Temple of Geek. I have written a few articles. I've hosted a couple episodes of the podcast. I am always down to chat fandom with Monica or anybody else on this team because as I kind of joke to other people, like I am like a full-time fangirl. Whatever my, my actual day-to-day job is, fangirls pretty solid throughout um so um i'm also just really excited to talk about miss marvel very excited to see where the rest of the show goes well thank you guys for being here and then also um i just thought about it when i was seeing you guys side by side on the screen all three of us are really big good place fans so it's kind of a nice thing that we have in common there but anyways all right so that's another episode yeah that's a whole yeah no we can get into that for sure So before we get started, I kind of want to hear um, a bit about your Marvel history. When did you discover the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Are you familiar with the Miss Marvel comics? Or is this your first introduction to this character? So I think I saw the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So I think that's like my earliest probably introduction to Marvel in general, probably with a lot of other um, millennials my age, if you weren't like a comic book reader, right? Um, and then I think it was like with the when the MCU started coming out, it really wasn't until I think the first Avengers film that I really started getting interested. Um, so I do, con- while I consider myself a Marvel fan, I have not gone back and like watched all of the MCU movies. I don't have as much interest, say, in like the the Iron Man films, but it's like the ones I love, I love. So like Captain America was like, I am there when it comes out, you know. Um, Infinity War, I think we went to like that opening weekend, you know, and Endgame and cried, you know, the entire time for both of those. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's also, that's probably another whole, again, podcast episode about what makes a fan and um, how you define your fandom and what counts, etc. And I digress. But Miss Marvel for me was kind of my first introduction into reading comics like I read manga and stuff and in middle school and high school that's a deep cut (laughs) but um 
in terms of like a superhero comic, Miss Marvel was my introduction to comic book world, essentially. You know, the differences between issues and volumes and the trades, which I still don't fully understand all of that lingo. You know, it's it, it can feel very intimidating. But I think starting with Miss Marvel, who was a new character in 2014, you didn't, she was very accessible, in my opinion. Um, and also, I just liked the idea of her story. Um, and that she was groundbreaking. She was pioneering in a character. So that's how I got into it. And then I kind of just got hooked and stayed with her whole run. So um, when they announced that they were doing a, a series, I was very excited. But yeah, that's, she, that's I guess, my roundabout way. <laughs> what about it's you, It's very similar. Um, I'm also not a comic book reader. Um, I've read some DC comics, but I guess I grew up with X-Men, the animated show. So I was always an X-Men fan. Uh, but when it came, comes to the MCU, um, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was my first, I think, if X-Men didn't come before that. But I'm not sure. Yeah. If, that, that franchise, I definitely followed. And then whenever the MCU started releasing the Iron Man movies and doing all of Phase 1, that is when I started investing more in Marvel. So I have actually seen all of the movies as they came out in the past like decade when they were slowly coming out. And that's what really got me to become an actual Marvel fan because before that I was like team D DC and was like kind of skeptical, but the MCU really introduced all of the characters and started to fall in love with all of them and invest, but um, wasn't really sure where to start comic book wise. Um, but then I heard about Miss Marvel and much like you, I just felt like, okay, this seems less intimidating. It was a newer series. And I also was very aware about her origin or background and well, She's a Pakistani Muslim superhero. I'm a Pakistani Muslim immigrant growing in America. Um, also superhero? I mean, or... I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah. That's another podcast. But yeah, so okay. obviously invested in her story. Also couldn't believe her story even existed because it was the first time a superhero remotely resembled me. So very interested in her story in general. But then the comic book, it also seemed like something that I could take on. So I haven't started reading the comic books yet. But I want to and will. I was actually looking up the editions yesterday and I was trying to figure out which one came first, where to start, like which is a series, which volume, like all of that too. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we all have kind of similar stories as far as our MCU introductions. I grew up on the animated series. I was a kid when that came out. And um, I had cousins who went to the comic book stores once a week. So I would pick up what like a comic along with them. I read the... Wolverine comics as a kid and but do I remember all of it do I even have them no but you know my cousin was buying a comic I wanted a comic too like <laughs> and uh but I really didn't understand a lot about Marvel outside of X-Men uh, the animated series and the the little bit of the Wolverine comics that I read uh and I think I was 22 when the Tobey Maguire movie came out so I was a full-on adult, and most of my life, the only thing I had really seen was Batman movies. You know, mm -hmm. back when I was younger, there was, like, not a lot of stuff out there. We, we got a couple Batman movies every once in a while. Mm -hmm. In 2008, when the Iron Man movie came out, I had a four-year-old who I was like, I'm going to go take him to see this Iron Man thing. I don't know what it is, right? Well, my four-year-old became obsessed with Iron Man which means I had to buy all the Iron Man books and read them at bedtime. I had to buy everything Iron Man. And so, you know, I think he and I came into the Marvel Cinematic Universe together. 
And because I was always taking my kid to the next movie, to the next movie, I started becoming a fan. And I just fed into his like obsession for Iron Man and these Marvel movies. And then we met, you know, my partner, Nate, who 2010. And so he just fed our like (laughs) obsession that we already had and he was like let's go to comic-con let's go here let's cosplay let's do all these family cosplays and let's do all of these things and so as a little family marvel the marvel cinematic universe was this one thing that we like bonded over a lot that and doctor who like geeky stuff really Mm -hmm. um but i've been very in deep to the marvel cinematic universe ever since i don't think i've ever missed an opening night um, okay, yeah, that's impressive. Pretty sure I haven't, but like I said, people are enabling me in my household. <laughs> that's good. They're encouraging. It's a, it's a good yeah. Thing. It's positive peer pressure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now you know. Here we are, Miss Marvel. I know very little about. I had a a couple years ago when when it came out. I had a young cousin who I would take to Comic Con with me, and I would help her hunt down the comics for Miss Marvel because apparently the physical copies were harder to get oh. for whatever reason. Not everybody's, you know, had them, so we would run around, you know, all the different conventions trying to get her her physical copies. And she would tell me about Miss Marvel, but I didn't really know a lot. But at the time, she was about maybe 14. So I think it just really resonated Mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. So um, she was really into it. And uh, that's, that's all I know about Miss Marvel. And I'm kind of, when it comes to comics, I'm very intimidated by them. But also there's so many iterations of them that I kind of stay to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like I want Kevin Feige to tell me his story. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm willing to not look at the comics and just enjoy the movies for what they are and what they're giving them to me outside of the comics. But anyways, um, all right. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with the series, Marvel Studios' Miss Marvel is a new original series that introduces Kamala Khan, a Muslim-American teenager growing up in Jersey City, an avid gamer and ferocious fan fiction scribe. Kamala is a superhero mega fan with an oversized imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Yet Kamala feels like she doesn't she doesn't fit in at school and sometimes even at home. And that is until she gets superpowers like the heroes she's always looked up to. The series stars Iman Vellani as the titular character. So before we go into any deep dives, I just want to get a general reaction from you about the first two episodes. I definitely loved it. I um, wish I could have watched it twice, but, um, you know, for the series. But I just remember smiling so hard the whole time and just being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And just it, just a lot of excitement. So I know that I loved all of it. Whatever it was, I loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely, um, in some ways, not quite what I expected, but in a good way, because I think um, this is kind of a, I guess, a large topic, you know, getting slightly off topic. But um, with the other Disney plus Marvel series, I think they all have their own tone and style. Um, You know, when you look at WandaVision, it's very different than Loki, for instance. And so I think like Miss Marvel achieved that as well, while getting it like honoring the comics and just Kamala's like creativity herself and really feeding that into um, the whole show and just 
She, oh my God, she's a delight. I just love her. Yeah, I was like, I want to adopt her. She's my child. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's so great. Yeah, I'm so excited um, to see where it goes and just to finish off the rest of the the season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, can't wait for the next I really liked how young the series was because especially compared to the rest of the MCU series that we've had so far, this is like, it actually, I mean, yes, she's in high school, but it feels like she's in high school and just like, just a fresh... It's a breath yes, of fresh air. Exactly. Fresh energy, too. So I loved it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the whole time, like you said, smiling ear to ear. I, I couldn't believe how much I was smiling while I was watching it. And then on top of that, like, I have an 18-year-old. So, like, I just yeah. kept looking at her as if, like, oh, my God, she could be my daughter. And I was, like, the whole time I was, like, I want a girl. I didn't get a girl. <laughs> like, I want a daughter, like, just like her. And then I think – I don't know what Disney Plus is doing to me because the same thing happened to me last week with Kenobi oh. with the series. Well, that's because Leia's adorable, <laughs> though. <laughs> the cutest little kid ever. So that's not – yeah. Disney is just, like, being really great about casting, like, the most adorable, <laughs> like – people and just being like yeah yeah so yeah i don't know man she is so cute she is so adorable and my whole general reaction to the first two episodes was like oh i love her and that's it like i just it's funny how you were like oh my god that could be my kid i was like that's me that's how i was when i was younger this is me so it's very much like opposite reaction but that's also why I loved it because I was just like I wish I had this growing up I'm so excited to see this now it is just like retroactively this is so cool to watch so yeah I think like the fact that sorry Monica but I think like the fact that you're saying that now that you like you wish you had that when you're growing up and you're like that was me that you know that um there are 16 year olds, there are 14 year olds, there are kids in high school or in middle school, just like seeing Kamala and just being like, yeah, she's me, mm-hmm. you know, or I want to yeah. be her. I won't be as cool as her. Because she's, I'm, I wasn't as cool as her. I wish I was that cool. Oh, no, no. Was anyone? No, no. no. She's yeah. too cool. And I think like for those of us who are avid convention goers and we go to like Comic Con and all these different events to see this character who's such like a fan girl. Mm-hmm. And I think that that resonates with all the Marvel mm-hmm. fans, at least, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for all the Marvel fans, but I think that that's something that all Marvel fans can like really like resonate with is the fact that she is a fan and it's, it's so endearing. It mm-hmm. really, really is. It's like made for the Marvel fandoms, uh, the generation that grew up watching it. It's almost like a tribute yeah. to like see. Yeah. A love mm-hmm. letter to us. Yeah. Absolutely. Based on the trailer alone, were the first two episodes what you expected? So I don't remember the all of the trailer, but it wasn't what I was expecting because um, the trailer was a lot. There was so much going on. I wasn't sure where the story was going to go, but I'm happy with where the story is going because it feels very origin story of a um, superhero. So, Yeah, like you, I don't... I can't remember the trailer off the top of my head, except that it... <laughs> I was excited for it. Like, I was like, oh, again, I think I was like that that younger, like fresh energy, energy, you know, coming off of something like Loki or the ending of WandaVision or, you know, um, some of the others. It's like, I want something a little bit more fun. Yeah, no, it's you know, super like fun. Hawkeye was yeah, fun. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, Hawkeye got like that fun energy back for me that um, I was like, I just want to be happy. Yeah, sometimes. seriously. 
Um, so I think that's what that that was kind of like my takeaways. And um, yeah, I think like one thing I think like kind of a bit of the style they might have hinted mm-hmm. at or like a hit a hint of some of the changes compared to like the comics. It was like, oh, okay, it looks like they're going in that kind of direction. But um, like you said, I think um, in terms of like starting it off, I'm like, no, in terms of actually watching the episodes, I think, again, it's like, I'm still just excited to see where it goes next. Um, I do remember that they hinted at like the pop art and like the little doodles and everything. And I thought it was cute in the trailer, but I didn't realize how much they would how well and how same. much they utilized it to the point that I didn't even notice it, but at the same time I did. And it was like, it was just, it was so, it's so well incorporated and makes it much more fun, but also just adds a level to her personality and relationships. So they're utilizing that part yeah. really well, which is really cool to see. I think it, yeah, I think it really reminded me of um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse yes. with Miles Morales, you know, like really like reminding comic you, book. this is a yeah, comic yeah. show or this is a comic mm-hmm. book movie. And we're going to honor that that medium. So, but yeah. in like such an accessible way, it's like not like bubble letters. It's yes. like text messages. So it feels like we are comic books. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a really nice marriage of the two. Like you know, modern technology, you know, texting things like that, and then the comic book stuff. And then I also really uh, it reminded me a lot of Juno because Juno has like this very cartoony way that it like starts off in. So I kept getting Juno vibes because maybe it's like funny, witty, like, young characters, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really like the the animation and everything. Um, what do you think of the way that they introduced this new character, and what are your thoughts on her as a character? So, um, I guess going off the animation style, I also like that we get to see her mindset, like the daydreams and how she, mm-hmm. what, like, I just, I really feel like they're really good at, showing her personality without doing a lot of exposition. So I really like the way they're introducing the character. She seems a lot of fun. She seems really dynamic. I'm really interested to get to know her more too. Yeah, I agree. I I, I, I didn't quite think about that, but I do, the, the illustrations and stuff are very indicative of her and what she's thinking and kind of like driving that story and that energy forward. Um, yeah, again, I just thought she was a delight. You know, Aman was just so perfect <laughs> as Kamala. There were a couple moments as I, my friend and I were talking that it's one of those, sometimes when it comes to like coming of age shows and movies, I'm starting to side with the parents a little bit more. And I'm like, what does that say about me? So sometimes I'm like, I don't know, your mom and dad's son, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, that could just be a whole separate conversation. But otherwise, like it was just, very sweet and you know relatable in the sense that yes she's a nerd and she's a bit of a geek but um i feel like it wasn't anything that's like a negative it's her parents don't fully understand her passion but she has her friends that you know she has bruno that like help her through it you know she's got like her online friends and everything so i think that like she has her support and no one like kind of really no one looks down on her for all of her passions and her love it's just a she just likes that thing. We don't quite mm-hmm. get it, but, you know, so I, I also really appreciate it. And I also that. felt like they are really good at showing how she's still trying to figure out how to express herself and her parents are also trying to understand her. I definitely related to it. I also feel like they're trying to hint at the whole, like, cultural um, generation gap. And they're both in the right. Like, I agree with the parents and I saw them trying, mm-hmm. especially with, like, that one scene with the Comic-Con costumes. I thought that was really cute, especially yes. with their dad. And I was like, all about it. 
I wish my dad would do that. But like, I get her embarrassment <laughs> at the same time because it's like, she works yeah. so hard. How is she going to tell them she works so hard without getting in trouble? So it's like, they're both in the right, but they're just trying to figure out how to communicate with each other. And of all things about superheroes, something that her parents probably have no idea. And she, how do you describe superheroes when you're not like growing up in the MCU? So um, I appreciate both sides. As sure. I, yeah. As I hear the two of you talk, and I kept saying, oh, I want a daughter like this. And then as I hear you talk, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was me. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a first generation kid. There's a very big cultural difference between my parents and me. And when I wanted to go to things, they were just so overprotective mm-hmm. and just did not. Mm-hmm. They were like, they didn't understand. And then I never got made fun of for being a geek or nerdy or really passionate about things. But it wasn't something that anybody really understood until I was like an adult and was able to like meet my own friends who had the same kind of mindset. So it wasn't something where like they teased me or anything like that, but it was like, oh, she's a little weird. <laughs> like, oh, and it was like tolerated, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's her quirky thing. Mm-hmm. So now that you guys say that, I'm like, oh, she does kind of remind me a little of younger mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Especially what you said about like her parents trying to be protective. Like you can see that with Kamala's parents. I definitely see with my parents, like, they may not understand my like hyperfixation on TV shows and like fandoms, but it's because they were worried that like, oh, you know, like, what are you gonna do with yourself? Are you gonna focus on this the rest of your mm-hmm. life? And it's like, no, this is a side thing. You can have like hobbies and then you know still be a career, like be successful in this world. So definitely resonated with me a lot. Yeah, and I think that when you come from like an immigrant household. Like, they don't understand hobbies because they never had the opportunity to have these hobbies. It's been, like, work, 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 and dedicating their lives to, like, just putting food on the table and getting through and, like, you know, making sure their kids are okay. And then they get their kids okay, and their kids have this leisure time and this freedom, and it's 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 just a different understanding, a different world that they came into. Yeah, and I'm really, I really hope they touch on that because the immigrant experience is definitely very similar but there's also, with the South Asian community, there's this, like, running hustle culture in the sense that, like, there's been a lot of changes that they had to go through. But they did it all for, like, this hope that our kids will have a better life. So they hinted at this with her mother's story about how she had to, like, move with the partition. And because of that, she's a little bit more scared and more, like, worried about Kamala and has, like, history with it going awry. And I mean, my parents don't even talk about this. So like, I'm excited to see them like address this and talk about how that can affect that generation and then moving to America and how it just, you know, affects parenting and that relationship. So um, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, Um, I agreed. I watched it. What you said now just kind of reminded me of a uh, stand-up special that Aziz Ansari did where he he asked his his mother asked him like do you ever have moments where you're like so stressed out and you don't know what to do or you're so down or life is just so hard and he's like no he was like no he's like one time i didn't have like wi-fi on like the internet he's like i i don't know how to connect with you because you've had real struggles and like you've made my life so easy that i don't know how to connect with that kind of trauma that you Mm -hmm. have i want to watch the special now it's 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 really funny. He talks about his parents a lot, which yeah. is really great. And like, you know, when his dad came to this country and stuff, and it's yeah. it's very funny. He knows how to make like a sensitive subject very like light and you know, 
So let's get into the, her relationship with her friends and her family. What did you guys think of her friends and the people that are around her? So were there any, sorry, sorry go ahead. were there any standout characters or scenes that, that you thought were really important to note? Um, so a lot of what her mom would say to her reminded me a lot of stuff that I've heard in the past. So I thought it was a very, her mom and her, her like relationship with her mother is very interesting. And I'm not sure what her mother's, what the relationship with her mother is in the comic books and if it's similar, uh, but I like the way they're going with this because um, I think it's like a lot of stuff that they can unpack with you know, the generation, what they went through, all the baggage that comes with everything that comes with their lives. So she stood out for me already. Yeah, I love, I love her parents. I love her mom. Um, I, I think one thing that I feel like maybe may a slight difference, but it's also, it's been some time since I've read the comics. I have to reread them. But um, I felt like there was a bit more like Kamala feeling that pressure of like, but I can't disappoint my parents. And I, I didn't feel that quite as much in the show, except for the whole not wanting to ask them to like drive her to AvengerCon, um, which, but I also could just be projecting because it was one of those, like I would hate asking for things like, mom or dad, can you take me to the mall to meet with my friends? Cause it's like that, that pressure of being like, I don't want to trouble them cause they got, they're busy or like, I don't want to disappoint them in some way. You know, it's like all that mm. self, imposed things in some way that it's like whether it's not um externalized by your parents in any way it's like I think in that the upbringing of wanting to make your parents proud um I'm projecting this is no, a whole but, therapy no, that's so <laughs> fair because but yeah that's what resonates true. with it um, yes. yeah and I think that's why um I think that's what I love about their relationship and you know even if I don't necessarily have the same background as Kamala it's like I see those those threads that make it relatable and I'm like yep that was that was a life yeah. in high school when you didn't have a driver's license when you couldn't drive. My parents don't let me get my driver's license. Mom, dad, what can I do? let me get my driver's license. So yeah, that was like all of teenage life. Um, so I do agree. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll just say go that I agree that like it's something that we can definitely relate to and wish we saw. But I kind of like that she's a little bit like of a rebel and just does her thing. It's like a, She's a little more assertive, yeah, I think. I like this fresh yeah. take on like, a character that we, a personality trait that we usually see a lot when it comes to immigrants or South Asian um, characters. So I'm happy that she's kind of a rebel and does her thing. It's a, mm -hmm. I'm happy with the choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that uh, one of the things that I really like is that her parents aren't villainized in any way. It's just a very normal kind of relationship. I think sometimes in coming of age shows or coming of age films, you do get where like the parents are, keeping you know the kid from something they really want and they're made kind of the villain so i'm glad that her parents are not villainized but they are an obstacle right but it's just a normal kind of very like understood teenager thing um the other thing that i really thought was great was her relationship with her friends seems very wholesome i don't know the relationship that they have seems very sweet and wholesome oh, and the relationship she has with bruno is also very like wholesome and sweet Although I did get a lot of six in the second episode, I got a lot of uh, 16 candle vibes when he's out by the car and then Bruno runs out. And I was like, oh, this is like, oh, yeah, ducky, like trying to stop. Like, this girl. I don't oh, know. That's it's a good reference. It just kind of reminded me of 16 candles. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I really like Nadia, and I'm happy that we get to see more of her in the second episode. Um, there's like a there's she seems like such a cool character that like I would be okay with like just watching her storyline because she's doing a lot. So I'm excited about that character. Yeah, because I think like in the first episode for me, I was like, I feel like we're not getting much yeah. about her. So um, I do kind of hope we see a little bit more as we as we see that relationship develop more. And then I just from the first two episodes, because this feels very basic origin story, we don't see any like real bad guys yet. Like we don't really know what her what the series what she'll be up against. Right. Um, And so it kind of is giving me a little bit of the Moon Knight vibes with like the pacing as far as like really getting to know this character and what they're about before we see their action pack like journey into like, you know, being a superhero. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm kind of excited to see her character, all their characters, the friends, the families, like their storylines more fleshed out. But I am excited to kind of spend more time with these little subtle things like, you know, going to a, you know, a Comic Con and things like that. Yeah. I didn't consider what the bad guy would be because I'm not even, I forgot about that. <laughs> Is oh, that yeah. 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 So because we're in the, like the business of like knowing superhero things, obviously we know she's going to return in the Marvels, which I'm still not right. over that title. I don't know what it is about the Marvels that just makes me giggle <laughs> and like the Marvels like <sighs> anyway, not just one, not just two, but three, three, all of, all of them. It's just, so I don't know what it is about that. That like gets me so happy. But anyways, we know we're going to see her in the Marvels. So when do we see Carol Danvers like show up in this series? Is she going to show up in the series or do we does she not meet until the movie? Like I'm trying yeah. to overthink mm-hmm. so that it doesn't like kind of taint the experience of like just watching the show. But mm-hmm. knowing she's going to be out there, I'm just like, so where does where does she finally meet Carol Danvers? I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the series because Marvel does a lot in their six episodes somehow. Yeah. And um, they love their cameos. Yes. Like Disney Plus loves their cameos. Yeah. Even the end kind of scene. The way I thought about that because Moon Knight had nothing. It had like a reference oh, okay. to Marvel and it had like a reference to like the ancestral plane. But Moon Knight gave us nothing. So I'm wondering if it's hmm. going to be kind of similar. They could, well, I'm not sure. When they did end it on a very um, fun um, end credit scene, though, with a third identity reveal, if in case you guys can, spoilers for Moon Knight, but um, the Jake, Jake Lockley. Lockley. Yeah, the Jake yeah, Lockley. Yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that wasn't worth it. So I was okay with having yeah, nothing. Yeah, but we didn't get that. like any kind of Marvel like tie in, like MCU, oh, yeah, no Shield, no new, you know, Nick Fury. Nobody like showed up. So true. That one makes me, because I, I was totally mm-hmm. thinking, I don't want to think that somebody's yeah. going to show up in Miss Marvel and then they don't, and I'm somehow disappointed, mm-hmm. even though it's like an amazing story, just because it didn't go the way I thought in my head. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I feel like, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I was thinking that Monica Rambeau was, I'm not sure where she is, but I'm not sure when Invasion comes out. So it's like, it could we could tie it into any which way with the mm-hmm. way you, the phase four is going. So I feel like they have storylines, like they're working on storylines secretly. It's just, it's hard to see because there's just so much happening. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying not to think too far into it, but I am curious. I am excited mm-hmm. for it. 
Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if Carol Danvers shows up. Like surprised in the sense that, like, oh wow, they're able to get her, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, because and possibly more so than. Although I guess I could see Monica show up, um, kind of like as like that first step, you know, and then maybe culminating in like everyone seeing Carol and like the Marvels. But um, yeah, I think like until we maybe know, have a hint of what that storyline for the movie would be, you know, is it like, oh, they all come together and meet for the first time to Mm -hmm. defeat this person or not, you know, Um, because they're in the comics with Kamala's run, there is the moment when she meets Carol Danvers for the first time. It's kind of like, I kind of like it that it's like different. And it was just like, almost a casual like wait a second what are you doing so I kind of would like that like energy within the show that it's like what are you where are you here now um but in a good way that's very like I wanted to ask you actually if they how they did it so if you I can if you I I don't know if I yeah Yeah, for sure so there's something going on in New Jersey (laughs) So, um, and I think it's like part of like a larger, um, like Marvel crisis that's happening, you know, and so like Kamala's like issue is tying in and it's like, okay, the world might be ending. Um, and Kamala's just trying to like save her school, essentially. And then um, Captain Marvel shows up like, you know, she's like trying to save cats and Captain Marvel shows up. You know, and is like, all right, kid, what are you doing? You know, and then so it's kind of like the moment of like, oh, my God, it's you. You're my hero. And then it's like, I stole your name. I hope that's okay. You know, like mm-hmm. so it's like a really cute, like kind of moment, but it's like, it's the end of the world. They don't know what's going to happen. You know, they think it's going to be in the world. Of course it's not because it continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it's a, it's almost like a short meeting that they don't really have, you know, they do a very short like adventure together before they part ways again. You know, Captain Marvel has to go f- fix the global threat, you know, or intergalactic threat um before they part ways but it's kind of like finally getting that blessing from carol and so that's what i'm like whenever that meeting is whether it's in the show or in the the movie getting that moment between the two of them where it's just like you know you have my blessing sort of thing that like kamala doesn't need that but you know she'll appreciate it no matter Mm -hmm. what so they could totally do that in the series they could definitely definitely like work that in somehow yeah and that'd be great if they could i would love it that would be amazing. So speaking of like, you know, where the series could go, where it could end, what do you think about the twist at the end of the second episode? I have I have no idea because I'm not really sure what the story form is. Like, I'm not sure what her, like, I know she's like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but for Jersey. So this seems very international. <laughs> so I have, I'm surprised and very intrigued for sure. I'm a little disappointed in this young man who seemed to have been having this adorable courting her in the sweetest ways. And I was swooning for her. I love their whole thing. And at the end, I was like, "Ah, were you just lying to her to get close to her? I was like, you better not. You jerked it out. I was not surprised. I think maybe a little bit biased there. I'm definitely projecting, but whenever a <laughs> a British attractive brown man that loves Shah Rukh Khan, eh, there's something they're hiding. So it's like, ah, this makes more sense. Whenever this nice 
You're like, um, they're never uh, this good to be true. <laughs> yeah, because like that was like the like that is what we all wanted in high school because there's a singer called Jay Sean. He's a British um, brown rapper. And like that was literally like the high school crush. And this guy is literally like looks exactly like him. So the, that type of guy just doesn't walk in high school and start teaching you how to drive and like going out on coffee dates and like lying to your brother to like cover for you. That doesn't exist. So this makes more sense. <laughs> He's a secret spy. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, like he can't be trusted. Yeah, like whenever you read that reveal, it's like ah. And I am naive. <laughs> I would have been. I was. I was. I was won over. <laughs> I mean, very fair. Very fair. Is um, it was. It, it's definitely like ah. No, this is. A, it's like it's too good to be true. So maybe because I knew that was my fantasy growing up, that I was like, no wait. This is, this is this is wrong. It's been reading my diary. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever did it was wrong. This is not right. Exactly. It did feel like my diary was being read. So I was like, wait, something's wrong. I need to wake up from my dream. And then I was like, oh, okay. It was it was a long con. I get it now. Yeah. I, um, I'll be sad if something good. Because I was like just rooting for them. I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. I'm going to be sad, you guys. Like, yeah. I'm, what, I'm what, what I don't understand is like, are they actually related then? Because wasn't he like, oh, this is my mom? Okay, so who was she? Isn't that the long lost sister? I couldn't tell because I kept seeing. So I was confused with, you know, like when she's having those flashes and mm-hmm. she's like a person in it, mm-hmm. like somebody like reaching out their hand. I, I couldn't, like, really tell who that was, and I don't know. I mean, I thought it was the same person. You may know better because I'm not sure if it's in the comics or not, but... I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I, I do... I do recall he's, he's kind of... He can be a bit shady. Okay. So... But yeah, as far as like, I don't think like they're related or related, but it's also one of those, like, I think it's like all the families like kind of like run in the same circle, you know, all the aunties know each other. And I think that's kind of like, I'm guessing it's like auntie, but not blood related auntie. It's like, okay, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, Which like for someone, you know, that is just like white American, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's a very different thing, but it's like, okay, nope, I get it now. Like it's, yeah. yeah. I think I'm so confused about like the storyline of, where the bangle came from, yes. who, yeah. that, that whole story. And I'm assuming the lady has to do the bangle. So that is, I'm just yeah. guessing here. There's, there's secrets around those bangles. That's for, okay. That's and then sure. her mom is like, clearly hiding something. Her mom. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Like she didn't want yeah. her to have the bangles. Like she, you know. And the grandmother, her grandmother too. I was thinking maybe it's a turning red situation. Yeah, I thought that right? too. <laughs> Yeah, I've got those vibes for sure. Some kind of coming of age thing that they know is going to happen and they're trying mm-hmm. to like shield her from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yes. I didn't make that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's just what the, it's like. The grandmother sent her the bangle too. So it's like, uh, it feels like a family heirloom at the same time, but there's a lot of turning red vibes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm ready to uncover it. Give it to me, Marvel. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of, um, well, and I guess this, uh, Maria, this more for you. Uh, what did you think about the way that they incorporated her culture and her religion into the show? Um, I think they did a very, very good job of it. Um, she, 
it's one of those things that are very subtle that it's there if you want to like and but it's not like in your face about it her family is cute and they have her moments the brother's very religious but she also like listens to her they see music and knows the movies um but it's also like trying to figure out her identity in very subtle ways like when it comes to her parents and the costume they made or discussing with Nadia, like how she does it. Um, and I really love that, like, it's a, cause there's this whole, like trying to figure out your Muslim identity, but also trying to figure out your Pakistani identity. And I think they do a very good job in addressing both because they're very separate, but at the same time, there's like, there's a pressure to fit two different categories at the same time. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it's, it's hard to, it's a lot to like figure out about yourself and she's definitely struggling um, in a way that's subtle. So I like it. I also loved the Eid scene and the second episode that just reminded me so much of growing up whenever I what we did with Eid um, at my mosque. Um, I was really close to my little like uh, Sunday school friends or like my childhood friends and they just reminded me so much of me and my friends growing up. I actually was texting them I'm like oh my god you guys have to watch this. There's like the, the way they do Eid and the carnival is just so us. And um, I got a lot of feels and vibes for that. I love that they did that and how they like showed all the like social circles and all the nicknames and the Illuminati's. It's like the best name ever for an auntie group. I cannot believe we have never thought about that. So <laughs> that was every, that, that was like my favorite moment ever because it's just like, it was so much of the culture and like the inside jokes. And that's also part of like the identity and it was, I just felt so seen. So I loved that. That's that makes awesome. me so happy to hear that, to hear that, you know, you felt seen yeah. and that they did a good mm -hmm. job because mm -hmm. I enjoyed it very much. And I would have been sad if it was like not appropriate in any way, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I thought those scenes were really great. They were so fun mm -hmm. to watch. Like I said, I was smiling the whole time. Like mm -hmm. this, this show had me smiling the whole time. So it makes me so happy to hear you say that, and that, you know, yeah. they did a good job. Mm -hmm. I do want to talk to you, Kristen, a little bit about the uh, comics. Um, what do you think of the live action adaptation of Miss Marvel compared to her comic book counterpart? Yeah, so there's like kind of like I mentioned, like there are some differences, some subtle and some just like obviously um, the storyline is just going to be different. One, because like well, I guess in both cases, right? Like, in her comics run, like, she's coming into this, like, decades-established continuity of, like, you know, many years of, like, Captain Marvel runs and several Captain Marvels. And how does that fit in? And how do the, um, the Immortals fit in? And how do the mutants fit in? You know, so she's entering this whole other world and establishing that world building within Jersey City. <laughs> establishing Jersey City. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then... You know, so it's like kind of, I think inevitably it is going to be different putting it into the MCU because obviously the MCU has differed. It's not one-to-one -to, -one to any of the comics um, and it can't be, you know, because there's been so many iterations um, and just tweaks and changes over time. Um, and so it's one of those for me, because it's the first time that I, I've had the comics first and now the live action that like, I'm trying to stop myself from being like, oh, okay, that's different or that's not how it happened because it's like no it's a completely different medium it is entering in a completely different universe and so it, it needs to stand on its own and it needs to make its own thing and the way that I feel I am with any sort of like book to movie adaptation that I'm like you have to look at them 
as distinct entities. You know, like when I loved Harry, the Harry Potter books and everything, you know, I still loved the movies. They were just very different, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like you could still love both and you can still appreciate the slight tweaks to the stories that they've had. And so that's how I am with um, Miss Marvel now. So it's like there are some things that I'm like, oh, I wish we kind of like we could have had this. But I was like, I still have that in the comics. That doesn't Mm -hmm. that doesn't, you know, you know, that doesn't change. Um, Because one thing, and even just like with the art style of the comics, I always, I always loved um, Adrian Alfano's um, art, like in the first one, just fantastic and really like kind of, for me, codifies her whole style. But like, I always refer to it as like the like derp face, like anytime where she's not like the focus, there's like just that like straight line (laughs) like characters on the ground that I'm like, I just, I'm like the the derp face. I'm like, we can't really get that in live action. But I love it. But like, um, you know, like he, the little tweaks of the things of like the winged sloth, like makes it into live action as like her plushie. And it's her sloth baby account, you know, that I'm like, it's just a nice, it's a fresh thing that for me, it's still exciting going through that. I'm like, okay, I know I have an idea of like what that character might be up to or what might be coming next. But I really don't know because this is MCU Miss Marvel. The storyline will be different. And that's okay, and that's kind of great because it just means I get more Miss Marvel, and who can say no to that? And I think we had this similar conversation during our Bridgerton discussion mm-hmm. because there was that. a lot of discourse on the internet around the fact that it's, you know, it's not page to page. Or if you're somebody who just loves like the books or the comics or something, like I totally understand that you've been picturing it in your head for so long and you want to see a live action version of that um but sometimes it just doesn't translate well or doesn't fit into like for example the current mcu and i Mm. think then we even talked a little bit about when we uh we interviewed during endgame like i'm pretty sure yeah uh when endgame was about to come out we interviewed jim starlin who was the creator of thanos the uh, the character thanos and we asked him, like, you know, what do you think about the changes that they've made from the comic books? So, for example, when um, in the comics, when the Hulk... It's not Josh Brolin? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It is not. Um, so, like, when the Hulk Continue. comes crashing into, like, Doctor Strange's, you know, house, the, you know... Um, in the comics, it's Silver Surfer that come, comes crashing in and says, like, you know... Thanos is coming and you know in the MCU obviously it's the Hulk and so we asked him like what do you think about these changes and he'd be like I'd be crazy to be upset like you know he was like there's there's so much that goes into making movies and stories and and things like that there's so many cogs in the machine that there's no way that you can do a book to like mm-hmm. movie like perfect adaptation and he's like and you just have to kind of understand that like there's just no way that that's gonna happen there's too many cogs in the machines and he's like and and he said he wasn't upset about it it was fine for him especially in the mcu it's so hard because i almost see mcu as something different than marvel it's like its own like Mm -hmm. series as well um actually i was had a question because you've read the comic books um with the the with their power change in the bangle Um, Because I do love her original power because of the story that it brings with it. And like, especially because it resonates in such a strong story. And I think that's a lot, why a lot of people are worried about the power change because they love that storyline. But I'm happy with the storyline as well because it shows a lot of potential. But I was just wondering, like, is 
it very different? Is the bangle thing like something that you've never heard of? Like, I was wondering how much, to, like, was that new? Like, I'm just wondering yeah. what you thought No, about. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think that was part of my Monica's plan for the podcast. Right. <laughs> anyway, so. So we have been dying to ask you okay. this whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, tell me. But I yeah, so I think, like, the Bengals have always been part of her costume, okay. you know, kind of incorporating something, you know, of her home, of her history, of her culture. Um, and I think, like, they were her grandmothers or great-grandmothers. So it's always been part of the costume, but it was just kind of an accessory. I think they, I think Bruno might have fiddled with something to, like, give her a shield. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but you're right. Like, her powers didn't come from these Bengals. And, and I like you, I had, like, the same kind of, you know, thought like others that it's like, well, I like the, you know, her original powers in the comics where it's like, it's, you know, it really is about her own body and she has all these controls, you know, and it's a little bit goofy, which I love that it's mm -hmm. like, she could make a big, like, you know, she's like Elastigirl and like makes a big hand to catch people. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a little bit goofy, but it's fun. Um, but it also has like the potential that she can really like redo her whole body. She can look mm -hmm. like Captain Marvel herself. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, like, what does that mean in terms of finding her own identity and who should she be, who she should be that, um, while the powers have changed and in some ways I'm like, mm, not sure how I feel about that. It's still like, I think we're still exploring that story of her identity in other ways. Like it's mm -hmm. not directly, it doesn't have to be because of her powers which is again the whole story of miss marvel <laughs> that like she doesn't have to find herself because of her powers mm. um and so i do like kind of the hints with the with these bangles which really weren't mystical i don't think in the comics so i'm really interest, interested to see kind of how that plays out and of course it does give like another parallel to captain marvel um and monica in terms of like the like the light powers, you know, and how that yeah. feeds off. So I think like, like just the the look and the feel of that kind of power, it definitely connects her to Captain Marvel a bit more. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of just really interested in seeing, which I imagine we'll learn over the course of this, the season, um, about the history of these bangles and where did they come from? And, you know, who else might have yeah, been a the family tie-in too, yeah. for sure. Um, that's what I was wondering. I was like, is the family involved? Like, is her mother, like, is this like the whole grandmother turning red scenario a comic book thing? Because I was like, this is different, but I'm into it. So it's like, it's hinted at. Okay. I think there was like one like story or issue that you kind of get to see like their, like one of her ancestors during the partition and everything and kind of like, where does this like latent, immortal slash mutant ability thing come through. But um, I I have to say in the comics, I was always kind of disappointed with that, that I was like, I almost wanted more because they've always hinted like, oh yeah, like they've always had this potential for generations and it just appeared in Kamala, you know? So I'm, I'm, I am intrigued to see more of like, well, what could have been, what, you know? And I think that's what we're going to see in the show. And that's what I want. Um, and I think like, I'm also excited because if, so a lot of Bollywood actors are actually part of the Miss Marvel production. So I just have a feeling that they're definitely going to like incorporate some, there's just something happening. I can feel like there's a storyline brewing and cause like, why would they have so many extra like big name characters just like mm -hmm. waiting There's I know that um, one of them is supposed to play her grandfather, the other actor, I'm not sure what he's going to do. So like they wouldn't, there wouldn't have like such a big character play his, her grandfather if it wasn't such a big part of yeah. the show. So I'm excited about what they're thinking. Yeah. 
That's a good point too. Always look at the cast list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just shocked that like, um, cause these actors are just, you know, really, um, they're really dreamy and very uh, simp worthy. So whenever I heard that they were in Marvel, I was like, wait, what are my childhood crushes doing in this show? So that is why I, um, my ears perked up. But so did a lot of the South Asian community when they heard this. Uh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> One of the questions that I had about the Bengals was, um, and I don't know if this somehow ties in, but um, with Shang-Chi, with his bracelets, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the, the bracelets that Wen Wu had, they were like centuries old, super old. Mm-hmm. They don't even know yeah. how old they were. And then mm-hmm. the Eternals have mm-hmm. these bracelets as well, right? Um, and obviously they're not like, they're kind of artificial beings, the Eternals, but like they're still human, I guess, you know, uh, in a ways. But so my child, my 10 year old child, he speculates that he told As me, he should. like, no, it's, he's smart. He, told connection me, there. he said once, uh, he was like, yeah, I can't wait to see, like, to find out where, like, when Wu got the the bracelets from the Eternals. And I'm like, why would you think he got them from the Eternals? He was like, cause it's 10 rings. He's like, and there's 10 Eternals. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, it's not unlikely. I mean, that's a, that's a solid I mean, so yeah. I, I definitely think that's what's happening. I had this theory since like Shang-Chi because the whole like, oh, we can't recognize this power. It's something old and all that stuff. I'm just like, oh my God, it's the Eternals. It has to be. Yeah. And then, so here's Miss Marvel also with like a very similar kind of like bracelet setup that's activating something that's already in her. Um, like from what I understand, there was supposed to be a Marvel was going to fork after phase four, right? We were going to get like mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. You know, space MCU. We were going to get, you know, our regular Earth MCU and stuff like that. So I'm really curious as to see like where the Eternals and Shang-Chi's high into all this and mm-hmm. and Moon Knight as well. Like, you know, that's very, it's a very godly thing going on with that with Moon Knight and stuff. So I think that in the next maybe five to 10 years, going into the 20th anniversary of Marvel's, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we will see an endgame level event where all these things will culminate. Mm-hmm. That's just my guess, but. I can't even imagine that. Um, yeah. I, w- I was going to point out that just like Shang-Chi too, there's like the family aspect too with Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. There's also um, Kit Harrington's character, Jon Snow, right. <laughs> the Animaternals. He also had like, I couldn't remember. I was, thinking, I was like, wait, is Game of Thrones an MCU? No. Okay. I'm caught um, up. We're he's good. still Jon Snow to me. Jon Snow had a sword that he got from his grandfather. And that seemed also very similar to like the ancient magic. And mm-hmm. that's also a universe because I think Blade's in it. So like, yeah, there's a lot going on with Eternals that they built up. And hmm. they all have to do with magical artifacts given from family members. So it could be, a, they could be in the same storyline for sure. I'm excited yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because like, Marvel tie-in. Yeah, because like I think like I think the um, Shang-Chi the the rings might have been actual rings in the comics. Oh, yeah. Maybe don't quote me on that. But I feel like they did change them to kind of maybe to make it look cooler or more obvious on film. But I'm like, well, maybe it's one of those. Is that why they kind of shifted the storyline for Kamala to making it coming out of you know in terms of kind of tying and 
when you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe making that a really cohesive mm-hmm. in a way that it's a little trickier with comics, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. I can't keep track. I, I just Look at us, like a bunch of I conspiracy theorists. Yeah. We need a whiteboard but, yeah. to like write all down. <laughs> like that meme where it's like, yes, see? Yeah. So really? <laughs> Oh, to be on the fly on the wall of the the Marvel retreat that just happened. Like, supposedly they were going to map out the next 10 years or something. So, (sighs) oh my God, I would love to see that map. I would like to just sit there in the background, just like, I promise I won't tell nobody. (laughs) Let me just listen. Join the catering. I will sign the NDA. I just need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Won't tell anyone. Okay, so before we wrap up, do you guys have any final thoughts, anything that we didn't talk about that you want to throw in, make sure that we mention? Oh, there's so much, but I'm just excited. I uh, I want, I feel like it, we, I think it's going to be very different from all the other MCU series, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I just like hearing you talk about how it's different from the comic books, but you still enjoy and love it and are so positive about it. I just hope like that's what, um, the general audience feels because like I know that this project means a lot to me because of like all the stuff that it represents and like just the fact that her storyline just the fact that there's a Pakistani brown girl from Jersey and who loves daydreaming that is part of the MCU is like such a huge step in my opinion and I just can't believe the story even exists so I'm just excited that we're part of the MCU and I just want the series to do well so it can continue to grow and to be open-minded with like what this means for the MCU because it may not be Moon Knight or like you know Loki, but it doesn't. It could. It, it doesn't need to be. Exactly, yeah. and it's it great. Be its own thing. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think I can add anything to the brilliance of what you just said. So I'm not even going to try, except just to say, like you. I mean, I am just excited to see um, the whole rest of the show, and yeah, I, I'm sure I will want more by the end of it. So, yeah, um, obviously we are watching, we watched this uh, about a week and a half, two weeks before it aired. So I just kind of am really hoping that the reception for it is, is what is big. I hope that it's well received. I hope people love it. I hope it's not a Moses Ingram situation that we Mm. saw at, uh, you know, with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series because this has been so much fun and so enjoyable to watch these first two episodes and like I just want the happiness to keep going and I just want the positivity to keep going and it's so great to be able to talk to you guys about it because you know oh we still have another week before this episode is actually out to the general public so you know I'm just really excited to be able to talk about it and I hope that that excitement continues and I hope we have lots of conversations about this Mm -hmm. and in positive lights agreed for sure all right guys well this is going to wrap up this episode of the temple of geek podcast we want to thank everybody who tuned in today but especially my two guests thank you guys for being here with us it was so much fun to talk to you guys if you have any questions or comments feel free to hit us up on facebook or twitter using the handle temple of geek if you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows why don't you head on over to templegeek.com there you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. 
And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.